If you're struggling to attract new staff or your team is experiencing burnout, pick up your phone and call Guardian Vets. Through virtual team solutions like after-hour triage, daytime virtual receptionists, callbacks, and telemedicine, Guardian Vets can help you have happy staff, happy clients, and a thriving business. Go to www.guardianvets.com and check Veterinary Success Podcast in the Where Did You Hear About Us section to get a free consultation and receive 50% off your first month of service. Don't wait. Check out guardianvets.com now. Happy 2022, everyone. Welcome to today's radio show. Um, I hope you all had a, a Merry Christmas and enjoyed some well-deserved time off. Um, today's going to be a little different than normal. I wanted to share my thoughts for what I see in 2022 in regards to veterinary medicine and some other different, I guess, predictions or thoughts. And um, again, the prediction business is super tough, but one of the enjoyments is to see kind of how accurate I'll be, right? So we'll revisit this at the end of the year. We'll do a radio show to recap it and uh, we'll go from there. I don't have, you know, 22 fancy predictions, but I do have 10 and I do not plan to have 10. It was just the way it came out. But let's run through them. So number one, practice valuations for privately owned clinics and hospitals will continue to set new records. I don't think this is really going out on a limb too far. The world is awash with money right now. There's not enough places to put it. That bleeds into veterinary medicine as it continues to be institutionalized with outside money. Private equity and venture capital is foaming at the mouth at the returns that they can get in veterinary medicine. Mid to high teens EBITDA valuations will not be you know only a 2021 occurrence. If you're a practice owner, first figure out what the business is worth then determine how much longer you want to practice. If you sell to a corporate entity, you're going to have to work for another two to four years to earn you know, that portion of the sale anyways, that earn out, which is usually about 25%. So you need to make sure you have the stamina to hit those hurdles to make sure you get your 100% payout. Make a plan and execute, even if it feels like it's too soon. Again, shameless plug. That's what we do at Vincere. That's what my day job is, right? Is a big part of helping people navigate and figure that out alongside other outside partners, because we do not do it all, right? There's going to be other people that need to be involved. I will have guests on the show this year that's going to focus on this more and more, because I do think there is just so much money that's being missed or um, deals that are being taken where you're not getting the full valuation. So that to me is a huge, huge opportunity for those that are listening that are practice owners. Startups will be wildly successful. Again, I'm seeing this firsthand with clients as they've done this more and more. Again, there's going to be guests on this topic because I do think it's such a big deal. It makes all the sense in the world to do a startup versus buying in today's market for a young veterinarian. Also, I've mentioned it, you don't need to work till you're 65 to see life-changing returns on your investment in a clinic or hospital as a startup. It can be something that you do for a decade, 15, 20 years, it can be shorter, really depends on what you're trying to accomplish for. But if you want to be a practice owner, 2022 is a fantastic time to do a startup. I keep seeing posts where people are like, oh, you know, corporate is going to take over and there's going to be no private practice model. That is complete crap. That is not true. And I know I've highlighted that with past guests, but I still do not buy that at all. Debt is cheap and the industry has a lot of lenders ready and willing to lend to get you started. Be creative and be unique, but you can do really, really well as a startup. Um, number three, financial content in veterinary medicine begins to be... Um, to make a lot more appearances. I think the large conferences, um, VMX, WVC, and others will start focusing more and more on financial literacy and content geared to help veterinarians and their teams with finances. These conferences want to attract younger veterinarians and a younger demographic so they can continue to be around, right, in 10 years. And so they need to have value that's at the conference. And to me, I know I'm super biased, thinks that this is one of the main things that they could start to do for sustainability. And if you think about What's more sustainable than financial security? Like being able to say, hey, I'm good from a dollars and cents standpoint, that helps with so much more. 
And I'll be actually talking to IVEX this year in San Antonio. And I think moving into 2023, this becomes more mainstream at all the other conferences. Also building on that idea, I think larger corporate practices begin to hire or partner with various financial resources to better help educate their teams and help provide a benefit for retention and job satisfaction. It's happening behind the scenes. And I think more than more, that's going to be kind of announced as we go forward. But that is going to be something that's really, really good for the profession. There'll be another veterinary school. So Rowan University in New Jersey announced recently that they're going to establish a school of veterinary medicine. The school will offer New Jersey's first doctorate of veterinary medicine degree, as well as additional degrees and training programs designed to shape the future of veterinary medicine in the animal health care in the state. I believe, given the super cycle um, of veterinary medicine, of saying, hey, this is really the golden period, um, the demand and lack of talent that's out there, there needs to be more schools, there needs to be more bodies to fill all these positions. And that's going to come also at having to pay for it. So there's going to be rises in salaries. There's going to be rises in wages just in general. And um, I get paying for the education still a problem. We'll, we'll get to that. But that is something that I think will continue to happen is there'll be another veterinary college announced. Hiring has to come from non-trained staff. Um, that's outside of veterinary medicine. You're not going to necessarily recruit someone from another hospital or someone that moves. You might get lucky, but everyone I know is looking for someone. A tech, a CSR, help, right? It's universal. The episode I did with Dr. Nahi from VetCheck, she mentioned that they have done some interesting hiring and training outside of kind of the traditional lines of most clinics, and it's worked really well. Curbside, as she mentioned, was a big part of helping them get more comfortable and trained. So I think that's a vital ability to grow and move forward. I highly recommend listening to Dr. Serena in episode 114, but think about how can you hire and bring in good people? Again, find the right people and then you can train them, but you need good people. I think student loans will stay paused for all of 2022. Biden administration has already said they wouldn't extend and now they already have changed their mind on student loans and now they're not due till May. I believe that they'll eventually extend this for the entirety of 2022. Now, should you plan on that? No. Should you be saving those funds that you would be paying? So if you were supposed to be paying $900 a month or $1,200 a month or whatever, save that, build it into what your current spending plan is. And then once it's due, just turn it on and start paying that. So just build in that cost now and it'll help increase that longer term savings. But longer term, um, you know, this prognostication is that I think all student loans will be canceled as a stimulus program. Again, that's 100% my idea. I'm not telling that is what people should plan for, and for from a client perspective or for anybody, right? But it makes sense in a world that would be greatly assisted for a lot of people that are struggling and this whole like kind of generational conflict with all these costs of living that have gone significantly up with inflation to just forgive all student loans. And that would be such a big stimulus to the economy with all these people that have a lot more discretionary income. So it kind of makes sense given what has been done from the administration thus far and what I think any future administration will want to do. Number seven, inflation continues to be a headline all year long in 2022. Inflation is not going away. Supply chains are severely disrupted. We personally, as a family, are still awaiting a bedroom set that we purchased in August to be delivered. It's supposed to be here before Thanksgiving. The cost of everything is going up. And if you've not listened to the inflation episode I did, go back to episode 106. I lay out what's going on and try to give you a blueprint for what to do. Bitcoin adoption, you know, I've pounded the table on Bitcoin for months now. Um, as far as, as predictions go, I was solidly in the camp that I thought it'd be well over $100,000 at this point. But as, as of this recording, it's uh, between forty-seven and 48000 which is an amazing gift. So I would highly, highly encourage nothing from a price pr prediction standpoint has changed. Like all the things, all the reasons you want to own it, still in play. Nothing has changed there. Only gotten stronger. I get a lot of questions about Web3, DeFi, NFTs, and other altcoins. I'm not saying there's not money to be made there. It's just 
the end of the decade, you will want to own and self-custody your Bitcoin. Like that's going to be the main thing. So measure all your returns and all these other investments in Bitcoin versus US dollars, and it'll make it a lot easier. And Web3 is just a, a VC or, or venture capitalist controlled internet of the future. And to me, that sounds terrible. And I don't need a gated internet where someone else owns it. I need their token to, to work it. Um, there's a lot of weird things going on in Web3 that I think is a lot more marketing buzzwords than actual things that will be applicable for people. DeFi is a lot of tokens going from one token to the next with no utility outside of creating an annual percentage yield on another token and flipping it to something else. Most of these are really centralized and only decentralized by name only or dyno, decentralized in name only. I'm not a fan of, the reg of regulation of saying, hey, the government needs to step in and stop this. But if the Securities and Exchange Committee would um, come in and shut this down, they could with a stroke of a pen. Or Amazon could turn off some of their <laughs> AWS servers and the future finance is not working. So to me, calling DeFi, you know, the next wave is uh, naive at best with the way it's currently structured. NFTs, I'll admit, I'm not the most cultured art person, but there's a lot of hype and massive amounts of pump and dump and fraud in the space of saying, hey, my Discord or how many people are doing this. It's not sustainable the way that it is right now. I think NFTs will be there longer term, but there's going to be a lot of reckoning between now and then. They are the definition of beauty in the eye of the beholder. You're going to need liquidity, and typically those things will wax and wane. And when you actually need liquidity to sell it, it's gone. I think 95% of what's happening in NFT land will be wiped away. Some will stay and they'll be healthy, but just be careful with whatever you do there. Again, I'm also going to say I'm not the NFT connoisseur. I'm not the person to be the NFT um, guru by any stretch of imagination. And I think the same with DeFi. I think DeFi is going to be built on Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the fundamental layer. Think of Bitcoin like the internet, everything built on top of it. Same thing here. It's not going to be other tokens. It's going to need a strong base and it will build upon that. So what's the prediction from Isaiah, right? Okay, I'm just talking about the stuff. I think we'll see $200,000 Bitcoin in 2022. I would strongly consider using excess funds um, from student loan money that you should be owing that is currently on pause. DCA into Bitcoin um, for your future. My recommendation has always been Swan. That's where I use. There's a link in the show notes. It'll get you $10 for free. Start small, start saving. But in 2021, if you would have bought $10 a day with all the volatility of it being up and down and all around, you would have made 26%, which greatly exceeded inflation and is a solid return to continue to grow your purchasing power, which is the name of the game right now. Number nine, privacy will become a bigger focal point as more people take back privacy as being important. This one's very personal to me. When we look out at the world, big tech runs almost everything in our lives and we're very public with everything. Um, our family is changing this in 2022. We started a little bit in 2021, but we don't really post pictures of our son Everett anymore. And we won't put pictures of our newborn when he comes in February at all. We want to remove as much of our personal data from the web as possible. When you think about mobile tracking and the spyware basically that's on your phone, it's really, really insane when you start to understand that. And when things are free, you are the product. That's true with social media. It's true with your phone. I know you're paying for your phone, but all the apps and all the things on there, it's a honeypot of information. And so privacy is not necessarily a bad thing where you're doing something wrong or illegal. It should be the default, and it has not been for years. I believe given all the craziness of COVID and vaccine mandates and the overreach of what people are telling you to do or asking you to do or forcing you to do, privacy in our lives is going to be immensely valuable in 2022. And I think that's going to be starting again is where people start to say, Hey, I want more privacy. I will link to an episode on mobile privacy that I thought was excellent and really got me thinking. Um, start small can be super overwhelming because I am not technical by nature of being, you know, this 
tech guru that figures all this stuff out and tinkers, but there's some actionable, easy steps to take to be certainly more private. It can be inconvenient at times, right? And maybe it's not posting as much. Um, but again, I think some of that stuff is just really, really important to understand. Lastly is nutrition. Health has been something that we've all realized it's been really mission critical in the last 20 months. What you put in your body is the fuel that we all run on. I've been blessed with great metabolism and health, but I'm starting to take this one more seriously as well. When we eat like crap, we feel it. We know we do. And we're all running and gunning all day. I know it's hard to eat right from what I'd say is we all need to understand that for longevity, you have to consume quality ingredients. That's really easy to say, hard, 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 hard to do. I'm not here to tell you what to eat. I'm not a nutritionist, but what I would tell you is that from what we've been told, and I'm looking at you, you know, Mr. Food Pyramid, it's a massive lie. So whatever you decide is best for you, um, ensure it's rooted in facts and research. Again, ensure it's truly based on research and not funded by someone with a vested interest in the outcome. There's a fantastic piece in the Fiat Standard by Saifedina Moose, who's a PhD economist, really, really good. He also wrote the Bitcoin Standard, which I highly, highly recommend for understanding Bitcoin. But his new book, The Fiat Standard, covers how money's been a major driver of what we consume and what's been put in front of us and how basically grocery stores are set up and just everything, right? That alongside some other research has been really eye-opening for me. The idea of how much seed oil we consume is wild and seed oil is terrible for you, but it is in everything. My goal is as little processed food, the better, right? So consume more meat and eggs. I'm far from perfect, but working to do better here. Also consume less alcohol. I know lockdowns are not great for me, so just continue to do better there. And my prediction is that the time and money that you spend there will yield really big results from helping prevent maybe medical issues down the road, medications, and allow you to have a longer career. That's one I feel very, very strongly with. Same with privacy. I think those both have massive payoffs. It's just hard to quantify that. So those are the 10 predictions. So it is nutrition, privacy, kind of Bitcoin, inflation, student loans, hiring, um, veterinary schools. It is financial content startups and practice valuations. So let me know what you think. And I look forward to bringing a lot of awesome guests this year, been reaching out, have some super people lined up and look forward to it. So take care and we will talk again soon. Thanks for listening to today's show. The comments made on today's show should not be taken as investment, tax, or legal advice. All comments are for educational purposes only. You should consult your team before implementing anything. Isaiah Douglas is a partner of Vincere Wealth Management. Isaiah is registered in the state of Indiana, California, Texas. The biggest compliment you can give to this podcast is to share it with a friend. Reviews help the show get found, and Apple Podcasts is the platform that predominantly is how people listen to the show. If you have three to five minutes, you like the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts, give us an honest rating and review. That'll help more people find the show. For all of today's links and information, head over to veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. There you can subscribe via your favorite podcast platform platform so you won't miss another episode. Finally, if you'd like more information, insights, and have the ability for your voice to be heard and interact with show guests, join the private Facebook group. You can go to the Veterinary Success Podcast on Facebook or head over to the veterinariansuccesspodcast.com. Scroll all the way to the bottom where it says about your host and then click on the Facebook icon. That'll bring you into the Facebook group. I'll approve you. You'll be in. And then I'd love to hear your questions, feedback, and anything that you'd like to see added to the show. So with all that, thank you so much for listening. I'll be talking again to you soon.